0: Well, hello hello welcome in this is birds and feather podcast with your boy q city your boy times bravado and this is episode 39 the Bucks stops here right so we're about to look at last week versus the bucks look what's going on next week big game versus the carolina panthers about to see how this all goes down in the division look at the playoff seasons and whatnot and then we got some city talk at the end so come along with us enjoy this round Taj, my man, Taj, we we vehemently discussed the importance of this game last week, right? We talked about what it meant to the division standings, what it meant to the playoff seedings, what it meant to the team and Arthur Smith's coaching career in general. We talked about how important this game was. And I'm going to keep it G real with you. I feel like Arthur got the message. I feel like Ritter got the message. But there were certain aspects on the team I don't feel got that messaging in because this was a game of execution. This was a game of missed execution on all three phases, offense, defense, special teams, right? So, obviously, 29-25 loss versus the Bucks. huge game. You got Baker, two touchdowns, but only 144 yards, right? He wasn't super prolific throughout the day. Uh, yeah. White had a big day, had a big day, right? We talked about him uh, as a as a highlight player, but on the outside, on the outside, they are two studs, six receptions, 61 yards. Corners were locking down, right? Um, no touchdowns between the both of them. On our offensive side of the ball, you got Ritter with 347, a touchdown, a pick that, you know, we'll get into. I don't really feel like it was his fault. Um, in total, right over a hundred rushing yards. Bijan had 84 total. Screwed me on the um screwed me on the 95 and a half over, but you know, it's all good. Yeah, I got screwed. And then them. um, but but the big one, the big one is the third phase. Cool missing two field goals. Those six points was really the tipping point in putting us over the edge. Overall, you I have felt like yes, yeah. yeah, I feel like overall we were just we were completely in this game. And then execution.
1: Execution down the end killers. Tell me how you saw it, man. Uh that's ultimately how I saw it. I mean, I don't really put those two turnovers on Ritter. Um that was a bad play call and a great defensive play. So when you get those two things combined, bad shit happened. Um the safety, well, yeah, the safety. Um it's a bad idea to do a seven step drop when you when you're on end zone. Play action seven step drop. Yeah, so and 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 you're asking your
0: fullback to slide over and check a block and safety. I felt like so I, I haven't looked at the film yet. Obviously, you know we, we get into the after recording early. Hadn't looked at the film yet, but it looked like Ritter checked to the safe like checked the safety. Like knew the blitz was coming that side. And and so slid the protection over. And he just missed. Like, he yeah. just straight-up missed. And, and so we we go to the first interception, right? I don't feel like it was the worst play call in the world, but I feel like there's nothing else you can do in that situation, right? So as a quarterback, if you have wide receiver, you have to let it go because, like, they, you're going to get an eligible receiver downfield. You know what I'm saying? Like, your, your offensive linemen are already starting to, like, that's the play. There's no check out of that. There's no like throw it away. Like you could have threw it away. You could have tried to throw it over his head. You know what I'm saying? But like it's you turn your back to that side and then you turn around and throw a screen. You're kind of throwing blind. You know what I'm saying? And so yeah, Carlton just made a great play there. I don't. I don't necessarily put that on Ritter because there's nothing else you could do in that situation.
1: He's just running the play.
0: Um. And and. To my knowledge, it didn't seem like there were any tells to say, like the receiver didn't even get his hands on the block call. Like he literally just recognized the play and
1: and, and jumped it. That was just film study. Um, even though I don't recall us putting it on film, just like certain tendencies like that, it's kind of easy to jump it.
0: Now, when it came to when it came to the safety, that was just yeah, slightly bad play call. But on the same token. Bro, you got to execute. You got to execute. You're you're a full bet. You slide over the block. You got to take out the safety, bro. Now, you know, the broadcast brought it out. Ritter did kind of, he kind of held the ball for a second there, right?
1: See, my thing with that is it was a two-man route. So you call that long developing pass play with the intention of looking for something deep. So he's trying to buy as much time as he can for that, and then by the time he gets down to the check down, the, already is, the fullback is chasing him and saying, look out. Now, now check this out, this, out bro. This is, I don't like that play call at that spot.
0: I, I don't necessarily like look at it like, oh man, by all means, we're going to be able to to hit this play call and and knock it out the park. But we couldn't run the ball during that situation. It wasn't like Tampa was just like stout up front, keeping us from getting anything. We were able to move the ball, I would say pretty decently, but I felt like in that situation, stacking stacking up, running the ball, get seeing if we could get a push might have been the best situation. Now, there's a caveat to that. Our offensive line is decimated.
1: Yeah um we was down to Bergeron and then Chris Christian came back to start the half but yeah for the most part it was just all backups
0: My man. all right back at it back at it so when we talk about cool's kicking points right how they were big swings in the game the first one what was that 57 yards you know Kuhl's an all pro but that's not a gimme by any means right so i can't sit here and be like you should have made that one. That one before half, bro, especially off the heels of that safety, was an absolute killer not making it. And, and it seemed like he tried to overcorrect in that
1: instance. Yeah, that, and when that happens. That happens. You, know, you can't have that. Um, so when you try to overcorrect, bad things happen.
0: And it seemed as though that affected Arthur's play call. I can't say it overly affected his play call in the second half, but it did seem like he was being much more aggressive. Uh, he went for fourth and – was it fourth and two or fourth and one at, like, the 36 or 37? Because it was just like – it's not – these aren't guaranteed points right here, especially when it got late. I think at that point it was
1: 19-10. Yeah. Well, yeah, we, we, we needed the touchdown. We needed, like, real points. So, I understand the reasoning.
0: Now, I can't – our defense – our defense was playing good today, man. I can't say that like they put us in a bad position. I feel like I feel like late they just kind of got worn down. You know what I'm saying? Not to give excuses or anything like that. It just really was in a situation to where White was leaning on him, and then Carl uh, what was it 28 came in, leaned on him a little bit, and you started to see where they were really stout earlier. In the, and and losing Street did not help. Did yep. not help losing Street. Like then, we, we were light inside.
1: That's ultimately what it came down to. We were too light in the middle, and they they realized it, and they just attacked. As they should.
0: As they should. As they should. I can't can't hold it against them. Um, A revelation in the special teams put an offer back there. You know, me and you was texting. That was a good decision. Now, I'm not going to lie to you. When they first put it back there, I thought they were just conceding the fact that we're not going to get any punt return yards, right? Especially like you constantly.
1: Okay. No, I was going to say, I I always thought he was probably the better option um, because even back in preseason, he's the only one that did anything with the ball when it came to punt return, given he had the only punt return touchdown.
0: So how I look at it usually is that a punt could be a three and out, right? A punt could be a three and out where you only play three snaps. if You're the nickel corner, so you're damn near a starter. Right. Like you're yeah. going to play you're going to play between 48 and 60 snaps on any given game. So like right. you're damn near a starter. So putting you back there for punt returns after going through a series that may be anywhere from three plays to six to eight plays. Because like if they're punting, obviously they've either haven't crossed a uh, half field or they just barely crossed it. You know what I'm saying? So like to put you out there is kind of to me just like, OK we're conceding because this guy might be dealing with fatigue and whatnot. We're just going to put you in a position to where you catch the ball. You ain't got to do nothing crazy with it. I just need sure hands back there type situation, right? Not the case. Like he's catching the right punts. He's letting things bounce at need to. And today I think he had, I think it was only three returns, but two of them he was able to have some decent yardage with. And so that that's just been a revelation because, the, the punt return situation
1: that we had going on earlier in the year was just completely Hughes was horrible. Hughes, Hughes was horrible at that um, decision-making, and even when he caught the ball, he wasn't doing anything with it. So Alford, he's much more decisive. He gets the ball, and he gets upfield quickly. Like He, he looks like he's a much more natural uh, – he looks much more natural with the ball in his hands. Mm-hmm. Now –
0: the sore spot on the defense, which we talked about last week, right, is, like, we do have a weak link in the secondary, and they picked on
1: Richie Irrigate with that you touchdown. You were like, the weak just... link, and I told you. Yeah,
0: nah, man, like...
1: You were like, a we, we gonna get to, it's
0: Akuta. We're going to get to a Akuta in a minute. We're going to get to a cool in a minute, but but, like, weak link in terms of NFL players, like, if you put me out there on the defense, of course, any NFL wide receiver is going to cook me. So, like, we're talking about this relative to NFL players. I hate that we even have to put that disclaimer, but you'll see some dumbass in the comments. Oh, you can't go out there and cover. Of course
1: I can't cover. Him. What do you mean? I, I can't. you can. with I bad can. knees, bro. <laughs> I can. C- Come see. I'm not getting in the head head you comments up. <laughs> oh, they ain't nah. Facts,
0: <laughs> facts. Actually, please don't like I can't I can't put up no NFL player, but like I can I could burn you. Like, You know what I'm saying? Like unknown user six, six, seven, zero. Like I could burn you. nigga. But regardless, um, when, when you look at it, bro, like didn't matter what they put on him. He doesn't excel in any cover. And I, I don't I don't say this to blast him be mean or anything like that. He does not excel in man. He does not excel in zones. He is highly
1: penalized.
0: He's not a big hitter. It's, it's kind of like,
1: I'm going to push back on that one. He, he, he will bring that wood. That's the one gosh. thing he can do is just, that's it.
0: I, I don't see yeah. him in those positions. Because like, like. And, and, and you know what? playing Playing next to Bates, because like when you're playing next to a great player, it does highlight your weaknesses, right? So like, when I look at Bates, Bates is exceptional in run support, right? So, when I think of, like, big hitters coming down, filling a hole, filling a box, I'm thinking about Bates. And
1: so, Bates ain't no big in that guy. situation, he, yeah, a boy, sure he done had a couple this year. He, he, mm, he done had a, a couple tackled. this year. He, he done he's had a, a sure couple tackled. this year. He,
0: he he nah, couple this
1: year. He, he's a sure tackle, but a no big hitter.
0: But Baker did. <laughs> Baker did run the fuck over him. Like, that shit was tough. Baker straight... Shoulder to chest uh, on the goal line. But it wasn't really nothing you could do. I mean, your feet are in the end zone. you probably going to get through. But regardless, like, I haven't seen anywhere that Richie Grant excels. And, like, I ain't calling for this man job or anything like that. It's just how do you mitigate that going forward in the season? Because, like, it, it, this is what it is now. Um, you're not replacing them. You're not, you know what I'm saying? There's no he's, shirt upgrade on the season, roster that replacing. I can
1: see. Yeah, um, it's, it's it's too late. So it, it is what it is. But I did notice that there are times where he's off the field, um, because I think it was like the first or second drive where I seen they were uh they were second down and then they got the third along, and longer. Then I seen him coming onto the field. I'm like, wait a minute, you went on the field. So um, mm-hmm. it looks like Helms is starting to eat into his uh playing time. Um,
0: now Helms took a really bad angle on that big catch to Gottom. He took a really bad angle on that big catch to him. but I could chalk that up to rookie mistake, right? Chalk that up to just you learn it. But that yeah, that was, was that was, was also
1: leans on one of his biggest weaknesses coming out, which is coverage.
0: Oh. Yeah, especially on wide receivers, uh, in in particular. But someone who excelled in coverage, who was a ball baller today, bro, Clark Phillips. This man. Straight strapped up all freaking day, bro. And Acuda, Acuda. Please rent, bro. Please rent, rent. You understand me? There are beautiful condos in Atlanta. There are some great. There are some great eateries. You know what I'm saying? Rent and get a an Uber, bro. Rent and do Uber, please, please. Don't get a lease nowhere. Atlanta Toyota. They're gonna try to throw money at you. Don't worry about it, bro. Don't go buy a house. Cause like Clark taking that job, bro. Clark is taking that boundary corner job. It's it's not it's not there for you, big dog. Like Kuda might be out of job. Kuda might be out of job, especially if he's trying to command the money that we was talking about last week. Clark Phillips is a fourth round pick, bro. Yeah, you found a starting boundary corner in the fourth
1: round. Or is he fifth? No, he's fourth round, right? No, it was fourth. It was fourth. Um, he's fourth yeah, round. I second round potential. He would have won the second round if he was taller. That's the only, the only reason he was there in the fourth is because he's five nine. Play bigger but, than it today. He and he's been playing bigger. Yeah, yeah. Hey, hey but I, I was trying to tell you, you, was like I don't know how I feel about him on the outside. I said, look, the the, the, man, the man can work.
0: He he can work. He could work. He. The thing I loved about him today, like I said, you know, we talk, I Ain't watched the tape yet or whatever. Plays leverages, man. Plays, leverages—is he a little handsy? Yes. Do I think if he was starting full time, he would get penalized? He's probably gonna—he probably gonna get you one penalty a game. He probably gonna get one uh, defensive holding that's <coughs> gonna extend the drive and drive you crazy. But you can hold Mike Evans to one catch, eight yards. It wasn't just him; AJ was on him too. No, well, that, like
1: yeah, no, yeah. That, that was that was more AJ than anything.
0: <laughs> that, it was it was it was more AJ. It was more AJ. But you owe Mike Evans to one catch, eight yards. And for a majority of the day, Godwin had under, was it 45 yards or under 30 yards. That last catch was like his real big one. You know what I'm saying? So like a majority of the day, you're holding Godwin under 30 yards. Like, bro, you are balling out. Two pass deflections. Like, look, man, a dude can play.
1: Definitely. Um, For a rookie... He's very nuanced in his uh technique. Um because even though like the one uh call he got called on, it could have went either way. It wasn't nothing egregious or nothing like that. It it, it was it, it was just some, some subtle shit. So you could tell he's a student of the game. Um I mean I don't you think he's have to be a continue the season as a starter. Yeah. I don't think he's gonna continue the season as a starter. But next season, I definitely think there's gonna be his role.
0: And it sucks because Alfred is such a good slot corner. You you wouldn't want to take Philip. You you don't. You're not gonna take Alfred off the field, right? Like no, no, no. AJ All Pro. AJ Akuda. It's like because of what you're paying him this year, and Clark is still a rookie. You do want to start him. Right, you you, you so wanna we, have him we're, we're on not really field.
1: Paying the paying a much though.
0: I yeah, actually, yeah, we're not really. But I think just like pedigree doing right by the player, I
1: I, I think he starts for the rest we, of the year. I mean he will, but we don't owe him nothing. We got him for a first round pick. That's his value to us.
0: I I don't Detroit, disagree with you there entirely. Detroit
1: drafted him third overall, we didn't.
0: No, no, I don't disagree with you entirely over there, but like That goes into the nuance of like being a good steward of the league and stuff like that. You know, a guy's going into free agency, you don't want to replace him off injury in the back half of the season when you're in a division race for for a rookie, even though it is more economically responsible. I just think overall, when you think about like your position to stand in the league, the Falcons are known as an up and up organization, right? And you don't want to screw guys over like that because like that would severely it would severely impact his ability
1: in free agency. I mean, it would, but so so does his injury history. Now, that's also
0: true. That's also. But then that's like you get replaced for injury because you can't get back on the field. And then you go into free agency. A team is still going to take a chance on you. You get benched for poor poor play. Like a team is going to use that against you. If you get not necessarily benched for poor play, you get benched per injury. I think teams, not teams, but players start looking at your organization a little funny.
1: I mean, I don't it's, think so because at the end of the day it's just like if this dude is playing well then shit shit happens. At the end of the day, it's a business 1st Mm-hmm. So I mean like
0: I just think overall like, I think I know for this season, the rest of this season, Akuda's probably gonna
1: start. I mean, yeah, I know Akuda's going, but I'm just saying like if they were to go the other way, like you can't blame him Like
0: Well, I would I wouldn't I be mad. I wouldn't I, be mad. I don't mad. think
1: that would deter anybody else from doing it because it's just it's, it's a business and you, you just got to do what you feel is best for the team. Um,
0: now, you talked about what's best for the team. Let's talk about something that was amazing for the team. Throw the ball up there. London down there somewhere, bro. <laughs> London, London is down there somewhere, dog. And Ritter finally got that through his head today. Like throw it up there, man. Hey Ritter, hey London down there somewhere, bro. London Drake flashed all the potential that made him a top ten pick today, bro. Ten for one seventy two. The last, the last play drove me freaking crazy because you didn't even throw the ball into the end zone, but like, it just is what it is. Um, that goes back to cool missing those kicks. You know what I'm saying? Like, obviously, if we had the six points, we would have won. But if you had one before halftime and you just like. It's a three point game. you can't it.
1: approach that drive.
0: It, everything. Even if you give up that touchdown with 31 seconds left, you got two touchdowns, you know, or you got two timeouts. It just, it, it really, if you're driving to tie or win the game in that situation with a field goal, it's completely different than four points down, got to score a touchdown. Like, Tampa lined up seven dudes on the goal line, rushed forward. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was – and still damn near got home. But I don't want to take away from – you know, even if you take away that last catch, which I think was about 20-something yards, he went nine for 150, bro. London had a freaking game, dog. That is what you want to see out of a number one dominant receiver.
1: Yeah, he, he he played like the number eight pick that, that that he is. Um, that that catch on our scoring drive over two, uh,
0: when he took it from Winfield. And I'm not gonna lie to you. Had he kept his feet,
1: he's gliding into the that. end zone, bro. Yeah. He gliding into he the end zone He, he kept, kept his the way they keep that balance. That was it. Like, man. <laughs> <laughs> That was probably the best catch I've seen him make in a long time. In a in a hold on, no 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 no. Was it
0: the Saints catch where his helmet came off? That was a that was a freaking good catch. I mean, that, that
1: was a good catch, but like that one, because it, it looked like a pick and he. Like, Just, I,
0: I think we we talked about it in the betting pod about him getting opportunities. The, the beautiful part about it, bro. Ten receptions today. How many targets he
1: had? Eleven, I think.
0: Eleven targets, bro. You throw this man the ball, he's going to catch it. You throw the man this but, ball, he's going to catch it, bro.
1: But that goes back to what I was also saying Ben Pot is that he always has big games versus the bucks. His last three games versus the Bucs have all went over 100. Those were his only 100-yard games, I believe.
0: Yeah, I uh, wouldn't doubt it. He he's got the secret sauce. He's got the juju against him. Now, my uh, my Drake for over a thousand receiving yards looks slightly better after <laughs> after that game. Yeah, uh, what seven
1: hundred now? He almost had like fifteen.
0: Nah, it's close. It's closer to eight because uh, what's it called? He was at like five eighty when we checked, or five sixty when we checked. So
1: it's probably at seven fifty now.
0: Somewhere in there. 745. Yeah. 745. So, you know, 255 yards over the course of four games, I think, can be done. Should be. What is it? What is it? It's like 60-something yards a game. So, but regardless, regardless, London had a big game. That was beautiful. Bichon. Under That's the 95 game. and a half, but he had a good game. He had a good game, man. Um, They were able to move the ball with Algier. I really wish they would have featured him a little bit more, but Bijan had a hot hand. You just have you, you have a bunch of weapons on this offense. And it looked like – it honestly looked like they didn't have a problem moving the ball. You know what I'm saying? Le, uh, Koo makes them two field goals. You're talking about this team scoring 30 points in this game. Right? Yeah, 28-31. You're – you're scoring 30 points in this game. But I think the reason for the title of the episode, the bug stops here, right, is that we can't keep talking about what, what could happen, what should happen, what, what will happen. Four weeks ago, we were saying, yo, we really need to fire Arthur Smith. He took his bye week, and, and I can honestly say there's some humility in his play call. He is really like, I'm going Jimmy and Joe's over X's and O's. I am going to get my playmakers involved. Yes, it was a blown coverage to Pitts, but like I'm dialing up something for Pitts, right? Also, also, heard something disgusting on the broadcast, bro. That touchdown today, that was Pitts' fifth career touchdown.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's not, no. that surprise. feels racist me. <laughs>
0: Like, like, it feels racist. It's probably not, but it feels like it. You know what I'm saying? Like, what the hell, bro? You're like, you are an awesome talent. You have scored five touchdowns in three years.
1: It's not, it's not entirely his fault.
0: London has two touchdowns on the season. Six for his career. and And Bijan is, I think he's at five.
1: Running back's different for this season. You can't compare what he's doing to what receivers are doing.
0: No, I I think that's stupid low. I think Bijan having five touchdowns this season is crazy low for the amount of talent he is and the amount of production that we have running the ball up and down the field. Right? Like, it's either.
1: I mean, but. I think it's five rushing, it's four rushing and two receiving, I believe. So he has six.
0: Now, be honest with me could Bijan have 11 touchdowns this year? At this point, do you feel like he should have 11 touchdowns with four games left? Which means your rookie year, you could have 13 touchdowns.
1: He should definitely have more than what he got. That's for sure.
0: Because just off the top of my head, off the top of my head, he left one on the table with with the Commanders game. He left one on the table he versus Saints.
1: Seven touchdowns.
0: Was it five rushing, two receiving?
1: No, four rushing and three receiving.
0: Three receiving. Okay. So, all right, off the top of my head, he should be at nine. And I'm just thinking rushing. I haven't even thought of receiving opportunities. So, like, you could say you could be at 11 touchdowns. Like, he should have minus-
1: had another one today. Um Ritter well he tripped and Ritter missed them, but yeah.
0: And they had to they had to settle. I think it that so so when I'm looking at it, right? But even that play call. That play call, we was all calling for Arthur's head a month ago, right? But you see he has some humility in his play calling. He's like, I'm gonna get the guys involved. You're right. I'm I'm not the smartest guy in the room. You know what? I need these guys to win. And I am highlighting these guys within my play call. At some point in time, bro, it literally just comes down to execute. You can't just keep, oh, the coach is doing this. You can't just keep, oh, I missed assignment. I missed the block. I I, I missed the kick. The buck has to stop here. There has to be some accountability in how we are and how the team is performing. Because this shouldn't have been a game you lost. And not just saying like the so Bucks, not just I believe the Bucs are an inferior team. That's that's not even the point I'm getting at. Literally, in how you called the game and how you were moving the ball through the game, you should have won this game. Yeah, we should have. Absolutely. You sure. can't just you can't just keep rolling it back on the coach, right? Like Ritter, for the most part, played a flawless game, bro. Right? like if if you want to say oh he had a safety in the pick like if you watched the game you saw bro like neither one of those was like if you, if you want to put the safety on him strictly for the fact that he palmed the ball for a second I can kind of listen to you there I'm not putting that pick on him so the man had 347 yards passing had another what 20 30 rushing and a touch now like at some point in time you got to just straight up say like yo we're not executing in key phases of the game at key points in the game and it's costing us games. Yeah, definitely. Today is. it was cool. Yeah, today it was cool, right? Today it was cool. But how many times in the past 12, 11 weeks have we got on here and said, okay, oh, Richard Grant messed up. You know what I'm saying? Oh, uh, when Ritter messed up this week. Oh, Bijan fumbled this week. Oh, Kyle Pitts didn't run a route this week. Like at some point in time, you're either coaching it or you allowing it to happen. And I can't put it all on the coach. As players, we they gotta step up. You gotta step, you gotta execute what's being called. You gotta execute what's being called. Cause I can't even argue on what's being called and what's supposed to be called anymore. Cause this was a 30 point outing. This was a 30 point outing. Now, I will yeah. be honest, that last play of the game drove me crazy. But outside of that, I, I can't really find too much fault in Arthur's play call of the other day.
1: Yeah, I mean, um, just the biggest thing is his execution. That's the main thing. Um Execution. Um And then like them injuries did affect us up front though. Um because we weren't able to move the ball on the ground the way I thought we would have been able to, especially without Vitavia. Um now, um, Ritter didn't play flawless. Um he 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 he, he still got lucky because um on the play, he missed the. Uh, I think Devont- Levante David missed the pick. And then the other linebacker, fifty-two. Um, he tried to look him off, and then just immediately just came back through it straight to oh, him. Oh, that no look pass
0: shit. That no look pass shit. He tried to do. Yeah. Who's that, Britt? I think it was Britt Jr. Fifty-eight. Yeah, Britt, yeah,
1: 58? yeah. yeah. He was he was taking that to the house. Yeah, yeah. Hit him right in the hand like uh, so. Like he, he he's but I mean. In theory, you would think that would work to, to to look him off, and then when you come back to it, you would expect he would be off the spot, but he was sitting right there. So, um, I mean, that I'm gonna chalk it up just to young quarterback play because he still is a young quarterback. Um, he's gonna he 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 he, he hasn't seen enough football. Um, but yeah, it's it's, it's if it's not one thing, it's another thing. That, that, that that's just what sums up the Falcons. If it ain't one thing, it's a motherfucker another.
0: <laughs> and 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 we're falling into it every week. We're falling into it every week that someone is the goat, right? Somebody is the reason
1: we lost this week because like and, we have four hundred yards of total over four hundred yards of offense, mm-hmm. and, and we don't have the points to show. Um. And we didn't even have terrible
0: red zone outings this week.
1: No, nah. oddly enough, there it's just we had what we had like two or three just flood up three and outs. One of them was, um, you said there was a good difference to play, but I still expect Drake to come down with that. Um, that that play, that play,
0: that one hurt, bro. Because like it hurt, it was a good defensive play. It was a good defensive play. Like second the ball got there, he was going straight for the punch out because he knew he couldn't. Like, if he would have just tackled London, like, Drake would have caught the ball. You know what I'm saying? But he he straight went for the punch out. It was a good play. Right, it was a good play. But I really, London should have... He could have held on to that. If he would have held on to that, we're looking at a totally different game late.
1: Yeah, because that would have been the first down with the momentum. So, like... um, But it... Because let me see. How many times we threw the ball versus how many times we ran? We... Threw the ball forty times. Mm-hmm. We ran the ball about twenty five. That's that's not a good recipe. We like the fact that Ritter was able to at least keep it relatively clean for, for forty attempts is good, great. But we still don't need him throwing that many times.
0: Yeah, but and here's the crazy part. It wasn't
1: a whole bunch of screens and checkouts. He was aggressive. Yeah. Ritter, playing big He was aggressive quarterback. He was averaging 13.3 yards in attempt. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, the yards are there, um, but we, 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 we got to clean it up with the other stuff. Because the run game, Tyler and Bijan combined for 19 carries. Cordell had three, Ritter had four, so maybe just under, like, about 19, 22, 26, 26 carries? hmm uh-huh.
0: I think it was right over 100 yards. Uh,
1: no. Right under. Looks like 40, 30, 15, or something. Yeah, looks like we're right under it. Yeah, because um, this 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 game didn't feel. I mean, I guess we were down nine nine points. So I mean, I guess with forty attempts. Yeah, nine points just, in the
0: fourth in the fourth quarter.
1: Yeah, it scored eight. and scored fifteen in the fourth, bro. Like R- R- scored Ritter fifteen plays in his, the fourth. Ritter plays his best ball in the fourth quarter. Um Like I remember, I was texting you. I I, I wish we can get Ritter fourth quarter Ritter. In all quarters, you said then he wouldn't be fourth quarter. You said then he wouldn't be fourth quarter. And I said, exactly, he'd be a top-12 quarterback.
0: Yeah, I mean, he would. He would. It's just – I'm not going to lie, 31 seconds left. I thought there was an I was confident.
1: And, I was confident.
0: I, and I, was, I think that goes there's a chance. To, there's a chance. There's a chance. I would have felt – it would have felt amazing if we were able to hold the Bucks to – Field goal, right? Like, yeah. If if we if we had been able to hold them to a field goal, no matter what amount that's of time was left, I, mean. I was. Yeah, it's just giving up that touchdown was a, it, it, it's killing. It's a, it's a kick in the dick. Like it's not really much you can. It takes the wins out your sail. The whole team was hype and riding that wave of motion, but you can see the defense getting. The defense was getting, just gassed and and gashed. Like we don't have enough big bodies. Like. They started to lean on them. It just it, it snowballed and it sucks. But we absolutely have, we got to regroup because we have another really big game coming right at us again next week versus the Panthers.
1: You know, they don't put hands on them. I'm going to have problems. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Like, like, so- I need a statement game. Statement win, not a game. I need a statement win.
0: I mean, let's, let's get straight into it, bro. Next, next week, versus the Panthers, the one in the 11 Panthers coming off a 28 6 loss versus the Saints. Now, I'm gonna keep it G real with you, bro, because like that's the game that was on here. So I was watching that game. That game, it was 28 6. That game was not a 28 6 game, bro. Like, it, that thing was 14. Closer. Yeah, that thing was 14-6 for the longest. And, like, the Panthers missed, like, a 30-yard field goal. That that whole team needs to be gutted. And the fact that they don't have a first-round pick this year, and I think they don't have a three, if I'm not mistaken, it just it's going to snow. they
1: got their three.
0: They gave their three last year. They gave the three yeah, last year. Yeah. Okay, so so they just don't have their one this year. So you got a two, you got a three, you got a four. They, they may need to see – I hate to say it, see if you can move Brian Burns and, and try to restock, because bro, that, ooh, there's a lot of help needed on that team. First and foremost, they need some wide receiver help. They need some wide receiver help bad, and it's, it's so counter counteractive, the fact that you traded away DJ Moore, who single-handedly beat the damn Lions today, and you got receivers dropping wide-open passes from Bryce Young. Like, it's a cruel world. It's
1: a, it's a cruel no, world, bro. Now, um, looking at free agency, I don't think it actually happened, but, you know, there's another receiver that's in the NFC South that will be available, and he's pr- pretty good. Uh, you know, uh, he, the number 13 for the Buccaneers. He's not going anywhere. You know I, I don't know if he – we don't – money talks. Yeah, and the Bucs is gonna throw a whole lot of money at that man, bro. I don't think like, the Bucs are because they had the opportunity to resign him and, and that window closed and he said, Well, we'll just see what happens. God, just, Mike Evans ain't
0: going on. I can't even imagine him in another jersey, bro. Like Nah Mike Mike Evans ain't
1: going on P- People said the same thing about Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams, and look where they are. I I feel you. I just I don't
0: think Aaron like N-
1: never say never.
0: No, I'm just. I, so I think about it in terms of the offense as a totality. Who are you paying on the offense? The Tristan works is coming problems. up. No, I'm saying Tristan works is coming up. So like you got to pay him. Uh, they signed their left tackle out of free agency. Um,
1: but works is the left
0: tackle. The right tackle, then. Out of, they, they? They they locked up their tackles. Godwin got paid
1: what, last year? Yeah, then you got both he, your corners are paid. Carlton, Carlton Davis and um, Jamel Dean. Um, Winfield, Winfield's I believe. coming. Yeah. He's coming up. Um, then Vita Vea got paid. Um, David Carlton got paid. David. Now, uh, that's de-
0: that's defensive.
1: On the offensive side of the ball, you're not really paying nobody but you gotta look, you you can't just break it down off, and no, off no no off I'm the say, whole picture i'm
0: saying I'm saying you're looking at the excuse me you're looking at the whole picture but like if you're not paying a quarterback top money who's taking out a big piece of the pie right're not paying your defense yeah but to an extent the highest paid defensive position is the uh is a mix between the outside linebacker and the corner. You paid your corner, but you didn't pay him top tier money. You didn't pay him twenty twenty million year money. Like you should have enough to pay Mike Evans.
1: Right now, what the Bucks have for twenty twenty four and cap space, I mean, okay, they they gonna have about forty million. That's twenty twenty four because yeah. right now they got about two. They'll have forty million. Um. And, and your main your main focus
0: is Whitfield Evans and uh Whitfield Evans and we just said one more was coming up. Okay, this either is- way, either way, but we're losing the plot. We're losing the plot. Back at it. We're on the we're on the Panthers, right? They are experiencing. a a truly terrible season and I don't, I don't see an end in sight for them, but that ain't none of my concern or business, right? Mm -hmm. My concern and business, we should be able to go in here and thump these boys up. Now they're playing hard. And I don't think that we're going to see the same Bryce Young that we saw in week one, because you don't really see it in the points being scored, but he is playing much, much better football. Like even today, he's scrambling out of situations. He's throwing the ball away more effectively. Like you can see, I'm not going to lie, he's still short. He's still short and he's very small. But like I can see why y'all are like, he could be the number one overall pick. Because the kid is smart. The kid is smart and you can see him figuring out he just doesn't have the talent around. It's, it's, It's not there. You know what I'm saying? And because it's not there, we need to benefit from that. I'm sorry. Like, you know what I'm saying? We just, we, we can't afford to sit here and be like, to let a drastically less talented team beat us. Now, with our offensive line problems, I don't exactly know how this is going to look coming in the next week. What
1: you thinking, bro? Oh. Last time we played them. Brian Burns wrecked us. We came up with the win, but Brian Burns wrecked us. No. Um, we should we should win pretty handily. Hopefully we get some key injury people back from injury. Um it's a division game, so I just expect to be close. Well no, no, you know what, fuck that. I expect this to steamroll these people. I, these, I'm thinking I, 27-7. I need a convincing win. Because we ain't did it all year. I need a convincing win. Mm-hmm. So um I don't need a 30 burger. I don't I, I, I need a 30 burger. I
0: the way this offense struggles to me
1: Give me 31 0.
0: Oh wow. Ooh. Zero? I don't know, but like, I, when I think about it, 24 or 27 to 7, I'll probably go 24-7 just because we have a really top, well, I think 25 has been our max on season, right?
1: 28 versus the Bucks. versus
0: not the Bucks? versus the 20, uh, Cardinals. Cardinals, okay, so 28. Um, 28's been our high mark this season, so yeah, I'll go 27-7. Uh, I think they get on the board, but... Same mindset, same mindset. I'm looking for a very convincing one. Um, this interim coaching staff seems like some dudes are playing for their job, playing for their ability to even stay into the league, but I just, I don't think this team is talented enough. I, well, top it's bottom, two it's to bottom, 2-52. Yeah, like you know, if, if you line them up player for player, like Ryan Burns is probably better than any pass rusher we have outside of no, I, w- I would say Brian Burns is probably better than any pass rusher we had. Grady's hurt, Calais is old. I, I would say Brian Burns is better than any pass rusher we had.
1: You know, J.C. Jace- Horn. Oh, okay. I, I, this, this might be a hot take. Epic Eddie's trending. Slip, but he had no flash this week. Yeah, he did. We gassed him up. He- we gassed him up, and he had no flash this no. week. He had no sex. Yes, he, yes, he missed it. but He, he was... He, he beat Tristan Wirfs like in the first drive, but he missed the uh he missed the set, but it, we still forced the first fourth down. Horseshoes and, Horses huh? and hand
0: grenades, big dog. Horseshoes and hand grenades. Horseshoes and hand grenades.
1: No, no, but he, <laughs> no. Pressures. He, 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 the pressures are there. He, he, he's he's beating quality linemen. I'm just I'm just saying.
0: He is. He is. He is. He's, he's is. trending.
1: I I didn't say he's there. I said he's trending.
0: But Brian Burns is obviously still better than any pass rusher we have currently. Jason Horn is probably better than our number two corner, right? That's not saying much. Chin is maybe better than Grant. He's better than Grant. (sighs) He's better than Grant. Hey, Jeremy Chin been having a rough season, bro. I think he's living off name right now, if you just want to be honest. Jeremy Chin at least made a Pro Bowl granted, he's made a pro, but, but I'm saying like he's living off name right now. He's having a terrible season, bro. He's having a terrible season.
1: The, the Panthers season. are having a terrible season.
0: Well, yeah, but I'm saying him specifically, like he's getting beat deep. He uh, I think he was out for injury for a little bit. Like it's he's having a bad season, and I don't mean that to how long I'm, I'm just saying, okay. like, he's having no, a bad no, season,
1: but 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 just 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 to say one thing, right? Hold on, so Brian Burns, he's having a, a uh, okay season. Um, he's he only has six sacks. Arnold has what five and a half? Arnold has where, where is it? Where is it? Come on, give, give, give me the number. Oh, he got five. He got he got five and a half. So Burns is only half a sack better than him right now. That's all I'm saying. And, and, and Ebbiketty ain't even getting full-time steps
0: Yeah, but Burns is also doing it as a starter
1: with like years of production behind him, bro. Like But you can't you 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 can you can you can't bring up his, his production and then not do it for Jerry Part I'm
0: saying it which is
1: why I said he's better than Grant. You I
0: said Jerry Bitchend was better than Grant. You said Hey Maybe, maybe. This is a this is a Look, he better than Brian Burns' bad season. Brian Burns bad season is six sacks right now. Jeremy Chin's bad season is just this shit is looking terrible.
1: Like, I don't even know what the numbers say. He might have a big I don't man, know. Look, but like me and you can do what Grant doing. We, we, we can go get beat for a game with a touchdown.
0: <laughs> nah, facts. You know what I'm saying? Like I I give you the one two. Hey, and I'm hey, same way, same way. I'm gonna get called for defensive
1: holding too. I'm going to get called for defensive holding, too, bro. That's, I'm going to tackle you. you fast? Are <laughs> oh, you fast, fast? <laughs> like, I'm going to be a passion affairs merchant. <laughs> you, you feel me? you feel me? But, and sometimes uh, okay. it ain't going
0: to get called, and I'm going to do the little.
1: <sighs> see, bro? Yeah, strap. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but, but in all truth, and honesty, man, like, I, I look at it. I look at it in totality. I don't think that the Panthers can, can hang with us. I don't, you know, I don't want to be the dead horse. It's they just, shouldn't. It's not too. They easy. shouldn't be able to. But yeah, and leave it to the Falcons. I the Falcons. think you. I think that's <sighs> that leads us straight into end division. So so come on, come on the division, bro. Because we got to talk about it. So right now you got the Bucks at six and seven. are next versus the Packers, who play tomorrow night. Or who play Monday night? I don't know when y'all listen to this. They play Monday night, right? We're we're next uh 6-7 versus the Panthers. Right? We already talked about that game. The Saints are 6-7 and seven versus the Giants, who play Monday night. And then you got the Panthers uh last 1-11 versus us. Now, the Bucks and the Saints are playing teams that play Monday. So they'll be playing both those games off short rest, right? The Giants have been, they've they've shown a little bit of life with the Italian mobster, um, Tommy Cutlets, or whatever his name is, you know what I'm saying, that's that's cool, they've shown a little bit of life there, yeah, yeah, they've shown a little bit of life there, and then the Packers, the Packers are legit in the mix, bro, and like, all the people that were shitting on Love, I, I just want to say, I just want to say, if you a long-time listener to the pod, I know y'all remember this. And I actually think this was one of me and your first conversations and interactions on Facebook. It was in a in a Falcons group where I said two years ago when Ryan was still on the team that we should have traded a third round pick for Jordan Love after Rodgers won his MVP. And he was going to stay for the next two seasons because I said the Packers were wasting Love's rookie contract. And we should be able to capitalize on that, especially if we weren't going to draft a QB in the first round. And me and you went back and forth for a minute and he was like okay I kind of see where you're going I don't think they're gonna make the move this is what I saw out of this kid bro like he moves fluidly he moves effortlessly is he gonna make some throws to make you go oh my god what the hell are you doing yeah but he's also gonna make some throws to you go oh my
1: god like bro oh, my what god did what did you do? do?
0: like yes like it's, it's he's wrong He's very raw, but the kid can ball, man. And, like, he needed the years of refinement. I really wish we would have made that move. Um, and y'all could go back and – um, I want I to say this game first. It,
1: I, it, I, I, I think this is always a plan. To, 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 I, yeah, took yeah, with, yeah. They took him with the plan of development, so he was never going to get traded. Um. Yeah, yeah um, but yeah, he's um he, he he is definitely heating up. Um definitely heating up.
0: And I'm not gonna lie to you, I think the Packers I think the Packers are gonna beat the uh I think they're gonna beat the Bucs. And if they do, that moves them to six and eight, that moves us into a really good position. If the Bucks mess around and beat the Packers, we are in a world of trouble if we don't beat the Panthers. Now, we broke down how that schedule looked last week, right? We talked about what NFC, what losses we could afford to have, what losses we couldn't afford to have. We can't afford to lose to both the Bucks and the Panthers. Like we have to win one. Like, we got to split.
1: Realistically, the Colts afford much else.
0: I mean, the Colts next week, uh, the Colts yeah. two weeks from now, we 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 could technically afford to lose that game, but then we have to beat no. the Bears, and then it would be for the for the division versus the Saints.
1: Right now we are in a three way tie, we can't afford much of nothing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm just say I'm just saying mathematically in general, we could afford Ma- to lose
1: Mathematically game. you can't afford much of nothing. It's four games to go do you get a three way tie. One loss could fuck your season up. <sighs> but if that loss is an AFC uh, loss, like, it
0: just
1: it saying. don't matter if it's AFC loss. It don't matter if it's ALC loss. It it don't matter because if they keep winning it and you, for and you play the Saints. You play the Saints. If they Yeah. But guess what? If and the, the Bucks play the don't Bucks. lose, it don't matter.
0: Nah, if the Bucks don't I lose, it don't matter. But that. the Bucks are.
1: It don't matter. The Bucks so are going to win We lose. can't afford. We can't. You you hope they lose, but the Bucks are a good team. But Tampa's remaining
0: schedule is so they play the Saints, right? So that's going to eliminate part of that tie, one way or another. They're going to play the Saints. They play the Jags. They play they play the Packers, Jags, Saints, and then Panthers. The Panthers might be a win. Uh, it looks like January seventh, January seventh is going to decide this division
1: one way. I think all four of those are wins.
0: Because so you think the Bucks? Hold on, hold, Giants, on hold on, no, because I need, you, I need
1: you to say this out loud. Hold on, listen, listen. Trevor Lawrence has got a sprained ankle. He's not one hundred percent right now. They're going to bust the shit out of him. This is two weeks away. The Panthers. Do uh, you know how long a, a ankle sprain a high ankle sprain takes the heal? They gonna bust the shit out of them. <laughs> so you got them, do you got the Panthers? Do you the Saints? And what was what, the last team? No, nah, so like they play Packers this week.
0: Or they yeah, play or Packers, Packers next we week. Yeah. Right? The they Packers, play the Packers next week. They, they play the, the Jags the week after that.
1: They can beat the Jags, especially with Trevor Lawrence on a bum ankle. Then they play the Saints. Then they play the Panthers. The Jags is our best shot. And so, hear me, Michael.
0: So, the Bucks entered this game 5-7. and seven. You yeah. think they are about to go on a five-game winning streak? It's possible, shit. Anything possible. Because I mean, shit go tomorrow. And, That's
1: possible. But like, it's not going to happen, but, bro. But, but, it's not out of the realm of possibility. What team? What? 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 Of uh, those four teams, what one of them teams is like? they you. They ain't beating them. None of them. None. None of them. Maybe, but oh, they can't beat them. Not. Not. Not one team you named maybe me think. Oh, well, they're not. They're not gonna win that game. I mean, those are all. The, all four of those games are winnable games. Will they win them all? Maybe not. But those are all very winnable games. They
0: dominated the Saints last time they played. They barely beat the Panthers the last time they played. Their losses have been to the Steelers. the No, no, no. Their losses have been to the Eagles, the 49ers, the Lions, one against us, the Bills, a a barn burner versus the Texans, and the Colts. They ain't losing
1: the I blooms. can see it.
0: I can see it. I can see it. They're winning the games they're supposed to win. I just – I don't think they're going to beat the Packers. We need to be cheeseheads uh, this coming
1: week. I, 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 I mean, yeah, for, for our for our personal own thing, yeah, we need we need them to lose. But it's very possible that they can win out. I hope they don't, but it, th- those are all very winnable games.
0: So if they win their next two and puts them at eight and seven – we would absolutely need the Saints to beat them, uh, and then January seventh would decide the division one way or another because they would be playing the Panthers and we'd be playing the Saints. They
1: so, like we talked players? about last
0: week, yeah, but like we talked about last week, nine and eight is going to win this division. I don't, I don't see them going ten and seven. I don't even, even if they're able to win all four of these games, I just don't think they will. Just I don't trust the coach, I don't trust Baker. Like ten and seven, I just don't see that happening. Um so so just to be completely honest, I think that they're gonna slip up in one of those games and nine and eight wins the
1: division. It's just who's gonna go nine and eight. So okay. So nine and eight wins the game, wins the division, right? Mm-hmm. If we're nine and eight and they're not eight, they still get an over us. Not necessarily. Yeah, they do. They're on the tiebreaker right now.
0: No, we won. Listen, so that's why I was saying the Colts. That's why I was saying the Colts victory is important or or the Colts game isn't as important. Right. So check this out. If they lose to the Packers. Right. We lose to the Colts. And then we go not. uh, They went out. We went out. We go nine and eight. uh, They go nine and eight. We would have five division wins. They would have uh, five division wins. Right. Then the next it will go to conference record. At that point in time, if they lose to the Packers and we lose to the Colts, we will have the better conference record. That's all I'm saying. Mathematically, we can afford to lose that game.
1: We can't afford much of nothing. <laughs> Man, hear here hear the math and be like,
0: yeah, no, fuck no, all that. No. I don't I don't
1: care. We can't afford much of
0: nothing. No, granted, you win four games in a row, you don't have to worry about any of this, right? But I'm just speaking realistically, right? I'm just speaking realistically. The Bears have all of a sudden have a heartbeat, right? So, like, that's actually what I wanted to get into. So, if we we look at how the standings are. Yeah, we look at how the standings are right now, right? So, you got the 49ers in the one spot. Right now, you got the Eagles in two, but Dallas just beat them, Right? You got the Lions at the three, and you got the Bucks in the four slot. But
1: actually, I think uh, Dallas is a two spot.
0: Uh, No, I think Eagles still got the better division record for right now. Either division or conference, Eagles. Eagles should still be two after this game. Even even with the loss, they should still be two after this game. They they have the they lost the tiebreaker versus the Eagles. But see, that's why I be took tell- this division and conference record shit come in handy, bro. I be trying to tell you. You don't be listening. But they should still be two after this game. Um, Lions three, Bucks four, Cowboys five. The Vikings right now are sitting at six. And then the Packers, they haven't played, but at this exact moment, they're sitting at seven. Right? Then you got Rams or Seahawks is eight and nine. Not really sure which one based on conference and division record and whatnot. We dropped all the way from four to ten with the loss today.
1: Yeah, with the Bucks at nine? I mean eleven, I mean. No, the Bucks. Not the Bucs are at four. I'm not. I'm at Bears, hmm? I'm at Bears, Bears. I'm Bears. Bears. I'm no, Bears. Saints are Saints are at eleven. No, no, I said ba- oh, so Bears are at twelve. Because Bears, Bears are, are at not twelve.
0: Bears are not
1: mathematically out of this. That's what, like, bro, I'm trying
0: to like but, do, but you, do We understand gotta play that? them. <laughs> we gotta play them. Here's the crazy part. They could literally help us because they still gotta play against the Vikings again. And
1: they could also hurt us. They could. They could. Right? The they thing can, is, I'm, not, I'm not taking that if the, the thing is, if the Vikings and us got the same record, they still get in over us because they got they won the head to head. Vikings would yeah, Vikings
0: would get in with the head to head. Right? Um You look at the Bears' That that don't
1: really do as much good unless the Vikings just bottom out.
0: No, so listen, they still. No, 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 no. The only team they have left to play is the Packers, right? So the only team they have left to play is the Packers, who's sitting in the seventh spot right now. So if we beat them, they could help us play spoiler to get us into the seventh spot if we don't end up getting the division, right? But like we're still behind the Rams and Seahawks right now, who I. Pretty sure the Seahawks are going to fall out of it with this old Geno injury. Um, but the Rams, the Rams are still, they're still alive and kicking at six and seven. And they have a better, they have a better conference record than us right now. So I think nine and eight wins the division, but it's entirely possible that nine and eight won't get you in the playoffs. A nine and 18 would get in, but it wouldn't be us. And if you look at the teams we've lost to, the Cardinals and the Commanders, nowhere on these lists. Nowhere, not like mathematically eliminated at this point. And those are the ones that really hurt you because those are NFC losses on teams that ain't even competitive. Yeah. The Vikings lost. they starting to look really, really bad considering the pastor not just got benched today and they lost. Uh, they won three to nothing. But like we discussed with the Jets, a win is a win. You know what I'm saying? But like these losses are looking like they look terrible, bro. The Vikings, Cardinals and Commanders loss look terrible in their three NFC losses. they put us in a position to where when we lose a game to the Bucks, we drop all the way from four to ten. The Titans
1: loss look bad. All of these losses look bad, but hey, it is what it is. I don't think
0: uh I don't think the Bucks' loss looks terrible. I don't think it looks terrible, but like we we don't have the full picture yet, right? The Bucks may just be hitting their stride. It looks
1: like, because because that 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 was a, a very winnable game, and it should have been. It's, it's a game we should have won.
0: But it's a game we should have won. The Jags loss doesn't look bad. That's a yeah.
1: The Jags Jag- Lions losses. I'm not mad at those. The other ones. I oh, don't know. I think the
0: I think the Lions. Uh, I think the Bears got the Lions number, bro. Because on Thanksgiving they played them really good, and today they beat
1: the hell out of them. Bro. And um, I don't know how we're gonna do against a quarterback like Justin Fields that that, that, that will hurt.
0: So one of the. Uh, one of the big trade rumors that I think just needs to go ahead and get squashed, Justin Fields uh, to the Falcons. That was last off season. Now starting to resurface again. I just want to publicly come out and say, they're not going to do that shit, like no, at all. There's no that? reason we to. Won't. We won't. There's no reason to do that shit at all. I I like Justin Fields, right? I think he's cool to watch, but like. The only quarterback that they're going to get on this roster is maybe a veteran quarterback that is no type of threat to Ritter at all. Ritter is the guy. If Smith is here next year, Ritter's here.
1: My thing, we don't know how desperate they're going to be after this season. So if you can get, because the thing is, the way it's looking like the parents keep doing what they're doing, the Bears will have the first or second pick. Mm-hmm. Now, are the Bears going to look at one of the quarterbacks and be like, no, nah, we good with fields? Or are they going to be like, "Nah, fields, you, you, just go ahead and roll out, boy. Now, I'm if that's honest. what they do, if that's what they do, you think Atlanta wouldn't be like, hey, I, I got a third or four for you? Can't roll it out. Are we you going to pick them his fifth-year option? We don't know how desperate they are. I wouldn't I'm not gonna pick up his fifth year option right you won't, but I'm just saying I, we don't know how desperate they are that's all I'm saying you can get a eight you can get a you can get a five because the thing is as much as can get because a, the thing is a five I'm not a fifth I'm not a fields fan, but at the same time his, his running ability would raise the floor for of offense i the talent
0: is there. The talent is there, but talent gets you fired, bro. Like, he has all the tools to look amazing, bro. One of the things Kyle Shanahan took fields off his board for was that he couldn't read the field. What is your main problem with Ritter? He has issues reading the field. So you're going to get an athletic guy who doesn't read the I don't field? I think
1: that's Ritter's main issue.
0: This man threw a no-look pass like he was in the NBA earlier today, bro. What are we I, 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 What are I we doing?
1: Don't think, I don't think that's his issue. Decision-making it, but reading the field, I don't think that's his issue. It, it, it's, it's it's a combination of a lot of things. But I, I think he sees the field relatively well. He makes boneheaded decisions because he got a, a strong arm and he thinks he can fit it in there sometimes. But I, I don't think him reading the field is his issue because that's one of his actual strengths. And accuracy is the thing with him. Um. But yeah, he 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 he, he he's going to. I like him better as a passer than I do like than like Fields. I, I feel like he's I think you get I think you like get the, the exact same like, player. One of them is just faster. I don't think they're the same player.
0: I I in in terms of what they do well and what they do bad. F- screw what they do well. In terms of what they do bad, you get the player with the exact same weaknesses. One of them is just
1: faster. I just I disagree with that. I feel and, like and, and, and Fields' record field, kind of shows, film, and the film study that I've done disagrees with that too. But
0: what part? What part of Fields having a strong arm, bailing out of it, situations, it, having it, turnover it, no, issues? It, it, these are the exact
1: same issues that you see with Ritter. It's not the exact same. Looking at the box score and then looking at the film is not the same.
0: No, I'm not saying looking at the box score. I'm literally saying, look at does Fields have
1: a strong arm? Yes or no. Yes, but that's not what I'm talking does he, you about. Does he, try, does he no. try to fit the ball my, in the situation? My, push, my, push my pushback was you saying that Ritter doesn't see the field, and I, I disagree with that. I think Ritter is just trying to do a little hairball sometimes. I think he sees the field way better than Fields does. I think he's a better processor than Fields is. Fields is more talented, absolutely. But I, I, I think Ritter is the better above-the-neck player when it comes to those two. I
0: I can agree to disagree with there I just don't think either one presents a. I think they both have really high levels of upside I don't feel either one is a significant upgrade over the other
1: I, can agree with I don't that. feel like
0: either one is a significant upgrade I, I, over the other. I, think I don't that,
1: see a reason to go get a field I'm just saying desperation breeds a lot of crazy things I don't I don't see a point yeah, I don't see a point in which you would the thing is, The thing is, it's not about what we see. It's about how desperate they are. We don't know how desperate they are. We don't know what it's like between, because they can come out and tell us everything's rainbows and sunshine, and back there, it's it is it, December 21st, 2021. We don't know. Yeah, also true.
0: Also true. So, at the end of the day, uh, the Bears ain't out of it. The Saints, I think their only path forward, just based on their schedule, would be to win the division. And it would need a collapse by us and the Bucks. But, because they got some bad losses, too. It's not. It's, it's shaping up that January 7th game is to be decided for the Bucks as well. So it's shaping up that the Bucks Panthers and the uh, Falcons Saints are is really gonna shape up this division. Now, I will say, based on what that Saints Bucks game does the week before and what the Falcon Bears game does the week before, they'll either flex that game, flex our game to prime time, or flex the Bucks game to the fourth slot and keep us in the one slot. The reason being is that, so say we lose that game, Bucks win that game, and we need the Bucks to lose for us to go to the playoffs, right? they would have us play first so that they could like really increase the desperation for that game and whatnot. If the Bucks, if the Bucks lose, mm-hmm. and then, you know, they need us to, they need us to lose. I think the Bucks are going to play first. You know what I'm saying? So it's just that January 7th is looking, looking shaping up to be like a really important game against the Saints.
1: Yeah, no, it's, it's definitely it's, every game is important. This game, <laughs> this week's important. The next week's important. Like the the the, the hole that we put ourselves in, we can't afford to have any missteps. Because any minor misstep is a huge a huge risk. So nah, nah, every, I mean, that's true. That's at, at, like we are in sink or swim every game to playoff game. We need to be in playoff mode right now. Then I, approach. I, I mean, they, had to, they have to approach every game as, 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 as playoff, if it's the playoffs or they want to survive because that's ultimately what it is. Because Alter Smith could be coaching for a job right now. Um, you got players that could be playing for, uh, you know, their next coach or their next team. Like, it's a lot of stakes on the line for these next four games, and we need to see the best version or at least a cleaner version of, of the Atlanta Falcons offense because the defense has been doing their thing.
0: Yeah, I feel like you know, like we talked about, they ran out of gas today. But for the most part, you can't hold them against what they what they've been doing for a majority of the season. All right, man, let's get into some city talk. Go ahead and get out of here. The first thing that I want to talk about in city talk, bro, the money in sports is ridiculous,
1: especially ridiculous. that baseball money. That baseball money. Shohei
0: Otani. Best player in the game. Ten years, seven hundred million dollars. Say what? You gotta put say your, to you. Say your one PK more team, you say, <laughs> say, say. seven hundred million dollars. Like you understand what I'm saying, Like, bro. The money is 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 stupid, bro. But
1: no, you know I seen an interesting uh fact. So you break that, you break that ten year. That's seventy million a year, right? He Mm -hmm. makes more per year than eight eight baseball teams' whole roster combined. I could believe it. The Dodgers are the team that paid him, bro. Yeah. No, but like that's 70 million. What, Miami, Miami, uh, Miami, their total roster comes up to 60 million? Did you have seven other teams that are less than that?
0: I, I could probably, I can't name all of them, but I would probably say Miami, Kansas City. Uh, Oakland, you know, just these more blend franchises, bro. And, and to be honest with you, stuff like that is why baseball is dying, bro. Like, and you look at that contract and you're like, oh, yeah, what do you mean baseball is dying, bro? Like, there are certain teams that just cannot compete. You know what I'm saying? Like, in the NFL, you got a salary cap floor, you also have a salary cap, like, you have a ceiling. And so, there's a certain level in which all teams can compete, all teams can pay, you know what I'm saying? In baseball, you don't have that. And so, like, yeah. you have these coastal teams that, that can just, like, I, they can just pay amounts that you can't pay, bro. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, well, I mean, if, your, but, if your job comes, you you know, we, yeah. we, we ain't going to out you or nothing, but you, you you your job's reasonable, you know what I'm saying? You make a decent living or whatnot. If the job around the corner, comes to you and says, Taj, love what you're doing. You're great at what you do. I'm going to offer you 13X what you're making right now. It doesn't matter how much you like where you're at. <laughs> it doesn't matter, bro. It doesn't matter. And, and and like jobs around your area are are can be like, oh, you know, Taj, we'll pay you 50 cent more. We'll pay you a dollar more. We'll pay you a dollar fifty. A job comes along and says, take your base rate and multiply it by 13. Like, bro, it's not a question. And the other jobs can't really compete in that field. And like, now granted, we, we kind of, you know, I'm, I'm a Braves fan and we, we do kind of benefit from that. You know what I'm saying? Braves got deep pockets. A lot of that had to do with the cable, the cable network contracts and the fact that in the Southeast, they were the only team for a very long period of time. So, you know what I'm saying? You got a lot of Braves, Braves
1: fans in the whole Southeast. They make a lot Braves of money. they we just the we, we are relatively cheap because we were in the Shohei thing, but we weren't going to give him that kind of money.
0: Bro, no. no so and, and, it's,
1: and it's not that we couldn't because the thing is, with a player like Shohei. They're paying the contract, up for two positions. They, they are, but that contract going to pay for itself because he brings you a whole other fan base. Because, okay, he so, got so that's the what I wanted to talk
0: about. That's what I wanted to talk about, though. Does he bring that, does he bring that fan base in Atlanta?
1: He brings it wherever he goes, because they, so he, he's, that, he's that crown jewel right now. So, wherever so, he goes. So, I want to kind of,
0: I want to kind of mix sports for a minute, right? So, you look at uh, a lot of Chinese, a lot of Chinese fans are Houston fans, right? Yeah, because of Yao Ming. Because of Yao Ming. Cause of y'all mean right, but also the central time zone matches up to where they're watching games in the morning over there, right? Six seven in the morning. Mm-hmm. If you think about Japan, right, in relation to the eastern time zone, they're playing a five o'clock game in the afternoon, isn't that like two or three in the morning over there? I mean, you got people that's it, still gonna be if, up, yeah. If, if I'm not mistaken, and like if, if you're in LA. That's like a, it's a late night game. It's like a 10, 11 o'clock at night. And so it's kind of like an event to watch him on the, on the West coast. Right. That's why I think the Yankees were never truly in it. Also traveling from Japan to LA is, is a trick, right? But like traveling from Japan to New York or Japan to the East coast, Atlanta, that's a, that's a totally different beast and monster, right? you are traveling over or like you're traveling over landmass one way or another, you looking at 16, 18-hour flights. It's, it's ridiculous. And that's why it, it never struck me that he was leaving California. You know what I'm saying? Like, as soon as the Dodgers were in it, I'm like, the Dodgers are going to get him. And look at the freaking money. No, wasn't nobody putting up that money, bro. And just because he brings that fan base, I don't feel like you're, you're right. That contract is going to pay for itself. But they're able to capitalize on it paying for itself. You feel me? Like, I don't think... Like, had he gone to the Astros, had he gone to the Twins, I don't think they're going to be able to capitalize on that fan base the same way the coast, the LA coast went.
1: I mean, I I I can agree with that, but I still think you know, regardless where he went, LA does make the most sense. But regardless where he went, he was bringing a fan base with him.
0: Yeah, And, and can we just talk about can we just talk about the the crap show that is the LA Angels? You've had Mike Trout and Shohei Ohtani for six years. One playoff berth bounced in the first round. Yeah. This, is, this is a terrible franchise, bro. It is. Like you it moved like- from Anaheim to LA, right? Because you wanted to get the bigger fan base. You wanted to – Anaheim wasn't paying for nothing or whatever. You moved to LA. You're the, what, 10th most popular franchise in your city. Right? Both NFL teams, the Dodgers, the Lakers, hell, the Clippers are even better than you. The Sparks might be better than you. You know what I'm saying? In terms of popularity. And and you've had two of the most dominant best players in the game for years and can't do nothing with it.
1: Yeah.
0: It's just it's 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 terrible. And I wouldn't I don't blame him for leaving. I actually question why Mike Trout don't leave, to be honest with you.
1: I mean my Mike, 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 Mike Trout's still making that good money. Um but whenever that contract ends, who knows?
0: One thing I will say though, Shohei's not pitching next year, right? He's only no. gonna bet. Yeah. So still, he'll recover from the injury. He, yeah, so when he does come pitch in twenty twenty five, I feel like that would change the landscape a bit for the National League in general. But even as a hitter, dude's dominant, right? Dude's dominant. I wouldn't consider him a an awesome base runner, but He does get on base, and he is able to get those extra bases. He 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 fast now. He's fast. He fast. Yeah, but he hasn't. What's the stolen bases look like? He's more of a power hitter. Hmm? He's he's definitely more of a power hitter. I'd be surprised if it was over. I'd be surprised if it was over 25 this season. Because what he play?
1: 155? I think so. Sure I still, here we go. 86. What
0: was that first career? Mm-mm.
1: Or was that last season? It, it says for this for past season. It says ahead is, or it could be, or is a career with the season?
0: I'm pretty sure that's career. If he stole 86 bases in a season, that man is the GOAT. You understand me? Like, like from here on out, like. Yeah,
1: yeah, he had 44
0: home runs. No, no, he had he
1: had 20 stolen bases. Okay.
0: Yeah, he had 20, yeah. like a little yeah, 20, year 80, 86 year. for a career. Yeah, and, and yeah, 20, 20 was 20, relatively 20. high. Relatively yeah, high. He went 10-12. Yeah, he went 10-12-7, 26-11-20, and then what? He only played 135 games, so he probably could have broke 25. So that's not, hey, shit, dude can run the bases. That, but hey, he's five 5'2", he's a pitcher too. Like, hey, they're paying him for two positions.
1: He got that for, he got the 700 for a reason.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Now when I when I looked at the uh when I looked at him being a power hitter, 44 home runs, 95 RBIs. You feel the a dude, yeah. Yeah, he's a power hitter to me. You know what I'm saying like you knock out 40 and and drive in 95, bro, you are you're a power hitter, bro. Uh but AL MVP, dominant on the mound. Can't wait to see what he does in the National League. Uh just going to see him as a hitter next year but well-deserved. And I think that's going to, I think that speaks to a larger thing. I think once we get into the basketball pod and maybe the off-season, we can discuss a lot of these topics a bit more is how the world views sports opposed to how the U.S. views sports and the development of it. Because we kind of tell our kids, you got to be a pitcher or you got to be a 5 tool base, like base-dealing, base-hitting, outfielder. We never really, Keep those kids that can be dominant pitchers, hitters all the way up through. Right? So, like we usually have to pick one. What's
1: yeah, up? That's right. The crazy thing is, is Shohei makes more than double the next person. Yeah. He they're paying him for two positions, bro. They're paying him like a number one pitcher. Okay, my bad. Just short of just short of double the next person, because Aaron Judge makes three is nine years three sixty. And then it just goes from 360 up to 700. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah. Shohei is being paid like an ace and a power hitter, bro. Because, like, you look at Aaron Judge, Aaron Judge is a slugger, bro. Like, he's not worried about stolen bases. He's not worried about striking out. He's worried about putting the ball over the fence and driving runs in. And so, like, if you look at it, Shohei is getting paid like Aaron Judge, but also getting paid like freaking Scherzer, uh, any pitcher in a prime, bro, like he is, he they're paying him for two positions. And I mean, you fulfill him. To be honest with you, after that UCL surgery, it's no, it's, it's no like guarantee he's going to come back the same dominant level of pitcher. But if the guy can give, straight up, if the guy can give you 16 starts in the season, bro, and, and go, what, eight and four, eight and three, with, with, some no decisions in there, like, it's worth it. It's worth it. You put him into your rotation, it's worth it, bro. I don't think he's ever going to be a 22, 23-star guy anymore, but you also get him every day as a hitter. So, like, it's it's a win. All right, last thing we're going to talk about, wrap this up, Heisman Talk. Congrats on Jane Daniels winning the Heisman. Um, not going to lie to you, I was a little shocked. Right, there's a sports book up here. Me and my me and my lovely wife were in Nashville this weekend, and I seen the sports book and I was like, I want to put a little scratch on Jaden Daniels. I was talking to her about it, and I was like, I, I'm not gonna lie to you, I just don't think they're they're not gonna give it to Penix after Nick's had the crazy season, but he beat Nick's twice head to head. I just I thought they were gonna give it to Penix. I really love the fact they gave it to Jaden Daniels because I think that speaks to they're the story of story. you had a crazy season. And, like, if you think of both LSU quarterbacks that won the Heisman, bro, don't stay in a bad situation. Don't stay somewhere you're not going to start. Don't stay somewhere that the coach doesn't believe in you. Don't stay somewhere that the offensive play calling or or defensive play calling is bad. You got to make the best decision for you, right? And, like, don't get me wrong. I do think some of this transferring stuff is out of hand, right? I do think some of it is just, like, kids being petulant. But, like, for every story of a kid that's like, I don't like that you raised your voice at me, there's a story of a kid who's being failed by an institution and goes somewhere else in shots. And if you look at all three quarterbacks that were in the Heisman race, all three of them were transfers, bro. And I, I, I think that's, like, that's beautiful in terms of taking control of your own legacy and what you can do for yourself. And, and it paid off being a kid.
1: But, Bo... I think it was just a graduate thing. He wanted to go to a better situation. But Penix, his first four years were all injury played. Like, so, like, last year and this year is the first time actually really playing. Um, Jaden, he was playing at uh, Arizona State. Um, But it was a better opportunity to win because the team was better in LSU. So, here he came. Yeah, and he, said, and
0: he went 9-3. So, like, you can't even say, like, because what LSU went, didn't they have eight wins last
1: season? Something like that. I can't remember.
0: Yeah, eight wins last season. So you increased increase the win total by one. Um, but he just, he just had a crazy year. He had a bananas year, right? When I look at Bo yeah. Nix, right, mm-hmm. I thought Bo Nix went to Oregon running from the smoke. Strictly because, like, you couldn't handle it in the SEC. But when you think about his situation in general, they threw him in as a freshman. He lost every game to Alabama and Georgia. Uh, he grew up, got married, matured. He's a six-year senior, if I'm not mistaken, because he took advantage dirtier. of the COVID year. Six-year senior, and you really see that maturity on the field. Now, people talking about him being a first-round pick, I may be biased, but I live in SEC country. I watch both next play. You're a wild man if you think you're going to draft that man in the first round. You mean slow your horses, bro. Uh, his pro comparison to me, I would probably say because a lot of people are saying Justin Herbert and I'm like, that's disrespectful no. as hell. I really don't have a pro comparison, bro. Like, he's not he's not anybody I would want to see in the pros, bro. He has an elongated delivery. Rex Grossman. Rex Grossman. Big guy. He looks fast in college. Uh, really elongated delivery. Put up video game numbers under our offense that's not going to translate. Smart kid. Uh, very mature coming in. And would benefit from having a great defense. I'd probably say Rex Gross off the top of my head.
1: I don't watch enough Nicks to, 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 to give you a pro comparison, but just due to the age thing, And he—he this is probably his best career here. I still don't see him as by far. By far, he's probably a late, a late two, early three in terms of draft draft status.
0: Um, Uh, Michael Penix throws a beautiful ball. Throws a beautiful ball with anticipation, with touch. The kid can't move. He's had multiple knee injuries. Um, really smart, right? So, because his athleticism has been set and he's a little older, I would say his comparison kind of falls in the Kirk Cousins range, right? You're if you work with him, you build, you get some anticipation. Like you, you really highlight those qualities of anticipation. You will have a really, really good pocket passer, but he's got a he's got a pretty defined ceiling.
1: I think you're sleeping on his athleticism. Um guess the injuries. I'm just are, I'm just thinking
0: about the yeah, the, the knee injuries.
1: And the injuries, but he's 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 still fairly athletic. He does give you that um that capability. But um I I don't like his I don't, I don't it's it's something about him I don't like. Um I can't really put my finger on it. But it's just something I'm just like uh I I I just don't think it works. He he feels like a YouTube quarterback in the sense that it's like he's big game hunting. hmm Um He throw he throws a he throws
0: a really pretty ball. He
1: does. He um, does, but but he has inaccurate think, issues.
0: Yeah, I think in shorts at a pro day you could fall in love with parts of his tape. I wouldn't be surprised if he was a late first round pick. I would. I I wouldn't be surprised the if a team why, ends up.
1: The reason why I would be surprised if he was a first round pick. His injury history. Twenty eighteen he was hurt. Twenty nineteen he was hurt. Twenty twenty he was hurt. Twenty twenty one he was hurt. That's four years. Four mm. years straight of being not just, like, nicks and bruises, but hurt, like, surgeries. So, 2021 and 2022 – no, 2022 and 2023 are the only years he's actually played out of six years. So, four out of your six years, when you when you talk about making like an investment in somebody and, and their injury history is that extensive, I don't see first round.
0: So, so here's the thing, though. So, it's not running bet. It's quarter bet. I'm just saying from a team, if I wanted to talk myself into it, right, playing devil's advocate here, is quarterback, right? They've done more to protect the quarterback than anything else. You know what I'm saying? If they didn't replace the ACL, then the ACL is just gone, which means you're going to have to deal with meniscus issues later. But that's a future GM's problem. You know what I'm saying? I ain't got to worry about that. Or they can shave the meniscus down. So, like, I'm not overly concerned about that part, right? Um, Talk myself into his... Are we on the other side of those injuries? Because in the two years, he hadn't missed a game, barely missed a snap. And he's had really high-level production with a nationally ranked team, may fuck around and win a national championship this year, right? So, like, if I was a team who wanted to talk myself into it, I could really assuage him. And he's going to pass every single physical. You know what I'm saying? You already know You already know his knees don't have ACLs or they have reconstructed ACLs. So it's like it's not a shocker or, or, um, or a surprise. He hadn't had any injuries to his throwing shoulder or his throwing hand. You know what I'm saying? So like, I could talk myself into
1: it. I don't know because he, he's he's torn ACL. Um, mm-hmm. I don't. He had a season-ending sternoclavicular joint injury. Broke his collarbone. Okay, that's collarbone. Broke his collarbone. Tore its ACL again, and then he had an AC mm-hmm. joint injury. So, oh, so that was
0: a shoulder. That
1: was a shoulder. Yeah. So, but uh, that's and, two years ago. And, 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 and he considered retiring with the injury. And said he transferred to Washington. Now, I, I, th- that, that, that's a lot. That's but the, a lot you got to think, the AC he, joint, cast, that cast was that two years is, ago. It was two years ago, but the thing is, you're looking like this. You got four consecutive years of seizing in the injuries, and then you're going to be getting hit by bigger, faster, and stronger people.
0: I mean, bro, ACLs can snap walking down the steps. Like I'm fat, I almost tore my ACL going to get my charger just now.
1: Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, yeah, but but, but, <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it's but it's not just the ACL. It's just like it, it's every se- for four straight seasons, it was always something.
0: No, I, I'm I'm not disagreeing with you. I just think if I'm a team, I could talk myself, I could talk myself into drafting him before I could talk myself into drafting Nicks.
1: I mean, yeah, you probably could, but and, and then on top of that, he is, he's what, 24. So you got yeah. a long injury history and then you're an older prospect.
0: But you, you, you got to think about the quarterbacks that are drafted, bro. People talk themselves into quarterbacks all the time. They don't talk themselves into quarterbacks. All how,
1: the time. How, how many have this injury history? Because the thing is, injury history is something that actually translates. Unfortunately.
0: Uh, not necessarily. Not necessarily, because so, you have got you, you have guys who get hurt like all through college and end up being like great in the pros. You have guys who never are injured in college so, and then so just can't stay healthy.
1: Sorry, so recently, like Joe Burrow had injury history in college. He he's missed had two season injury two two season in the injuries in five seasons. Mm-hmm. That, like. I'm just saying, like the the, the I like, mean like, like Lamar Jackson, he's had he's had injury issues in college. He's had injury issues in the NFL as well. I mean, but look
0: at somebody like look at Darren Waller. He did cocaine binges, never missed a game. Who? In in college. Darren Waller. And but I don't know. He he can't stay healthy for nothing. That's what I'm saying. He was super healthy in college. He just got injured as soon as he got to the league. Then you have dudes who are like, uh, what's his name? What's his name? Uh I'm gonna. I'm. Here's the crazy part. I'm gonna text you about this later, like it's gonna make a difference, and I couldn't remember it right now in the pod. But I'm gonna remember this name, and I'm gonna text it to you. This is a guy. We, because I had this conversation, used him as an example. He was always injured in college, and he hasn't suffered any injury in the league. I'm trying to remember who it is. Bump it. Point is, uh, let's get to the last one. Jaden Daniels. There's a lot of buzz around him being a first-round pick, right? I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not a fan. It doesn't it doesn't seem like something I would personally do, but then again, I'm not an NFL GM. Not yet, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> he had a monster year. He went through a lot of dysfunction over there in Arizona. If I had somebody, he's a very, very poor man's Lamar, I, that's, nah, nah, nah. He's nowhere near as fast as Lamar. I would say hell, maybe like a poor man's Deshaun.
1: No, he's faster than Deshaun.
0: He's a little faster than Deshaun, but he's not quite as fast as Lamar. He, I can't say he overly struggles with accuracy, but he was throwing to some wide open receivers. LSU has dominant
1: athletes. I just think that because like Malik Neighbors, who is someone that I do like, the Falcons draft, draft, Just going on record and saying that. But Malik Neighbors is an elite separator. They they have receivers that can get you wide open, so that, that makes mm-hmm. your throws easier. So like, I was talking to someone the other day who, who was breaking down some LSU film. And he said he came up with the came away with the impression that Malik Neighbors is just that good and. Jalen is fine. Like he said Jalen Dillons is better than he initially thought he was, but he 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 really kind of just summed it up to like the amount of separation that these receivers give the quarterback to throw. Yeah, and you you
0: see how that translates when you get guys like Mac Jones, right? If you don't have elite talent on the outside, your ball placement has to be more precise. And your ball placement looks amazing in college because you have guys constantly winning on the outside when, when you have to make tight window throws. And now it looks like, dog, this dude couldn't complete a, a ball through a tire. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, but that was never his skill. You know what I'm saying? you kind of just told yourself that. Um, he doesn't look to be an extreme, like accuracy, accuracy type of guy. He's doesn't wow you away with speed. He seems like he doesn't do anything really well, and my comp for career comparison seems to be like EJ Manning, to be honest with you, where you're going to have a guy who's slightly overdrafted, right? Not No, I'm not saying in terms of physicality. I'm saying you're going to have a guy who's overdrafted, put in a increasingly bad situation, asked to do some stuff he's not really comfortable doing, and not be able to give him long enough leash to figure out what you want doing from him, because that pick is going to get somebody fired.
1: My thing is, I I'm not going to say that because, unlike EJ Manuel, this dude has four years worth of college experience. Um, he he's been a starter. Um, now, uh, my comp. Uh, I don't know if I have a real clean one. Like, because he he he's. Tall, but he's very thin, um, mm-hmm. and with him running the way he does, I'm not sure how much he's going to hold up in the NFL. Um, I might give you a little throwback, Aaron Brooks.
0: I can see that. I can see that decent mobility, good enough arm, and Aaron Brooks had time to develop for a little bit, right? He was saying quarterback for what six years.
1: Something like that, four I years, something like that. I can't remember the specifics.
0: Because I know, I know him and Vic him and Vic yeah. went like back to back for a couple of years. So yeah, I could, I could see something like that. I could see something like that where you get a chance to ride it out for a team for a little bit. But I think, I think ultimately he's going to experience changing coaching staffs consistently. Because like, you know, because I, I feel like he has the talent and the multiple skill, and everybody's going to think. I'm, i can fix it i'm gonna be the one to bring that out of
1: him because yeah, like of the three quarterbacks he's the only one i think has realistic possibility to be a first round pick um i think he should probably go in the second but quarterbacks are in a position to where if you rank a second round they're gonna overdraft you into the first anyway they're always gonna push you every so um yeah um he's the only he's uh, of the quarterbacks he uh, he's he's probably quarterback number three He's probably going to go toward maybe anywhere to the middle, to the back end of the first, maybe early second. Um, the, we already know the top two, Kayla Williams and Drake May. Those those are the crown jewels of the draft.
0: Um, Slick, Drake May had a terrible end to the season. I don't think he's playing in a bowl game. Uh, he put some really bad film out. I don't think it drops him from the number two spot, from the number two quarterback spot, but I think it might drop him from being the number two overall pick. We'll see how that rolls out closer um. to draft season.
1: I think the body of work is still going to be fine. Um, and I wouldn't be so sure that he's the number two pick. I, I'm seeing that a lot of front of guys like his skill set better than they like Caleb's just because of the fact he can play in structure. Um, Caleb has a lot of bad tendencies when it comes to breaking structure. And, like, it, 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 it just depends on what you want. Do you want the sound like guy, or do you want the guy who's going to just run the play that you want as you want it? Because Caleb's greatest rate is to play after the play. Drake Mays' greatest rate is making the play within the play. He's going to – you call this play, then you're going to get that play. But he's going to do it at a very high level. I'm not so sure that Caleb Williams could do that same thing at a high level. They, they, they're, they're on two opposite ends of the spectrum. So we got
0: to – I think as we get closer to draft season, we'll see how that, how that one plays out. Um, the last Heisman – uh, invitee Marvin Harrison Jr. Marvin Harrison was one of my favorite wide receivers growing up. His son is a just monster.
1: That's the top five pick right there.
0: Yeah, yeah, easily. Um, comparison, uh, probably his dad. Be honest with you, a smooth route runner, good hands. I
1: mean, yeah, uh, but his dad's probably he, he, dad's probably bit, better hands. He's quite a bit bigger than his dad, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His dad was six foot. He's six four.
0: Yeah, he a little bigger. He a little bigger. Um, uh, so smooth athlete.
1: Probably I, would say, someone... I would say
0: Pops had better hands. I would say Pops had better
1: hands. I, I, I'm not even going to say that much. But my pro comp for him, um, AJ Green.
0: That's fair. Tall, lanky guy. Gets smooth in and out of breaks. Fast. Smooth,
1: great, great body control. Mm-hmm. He, now, he's, not, okay, so he's not the explosive athlete that Julio is, but I think his athleticism is more in line with AJ Green. So,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he got a basketball player type of build. Um, so something I actually wanted to talk to you about. We can we can get out of this one. We can get out of this one quick. We can get out of this one quick. Certain certain traits, right, that we talk about in college athletes that are not particular to the college game. And then we try to, like, put those into the NFL game, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, you'll hear when they talk about receivers, like, great body control. Usually what they're talking about is the ability to a catch on the sideline. But the college rules are different than the NFL, right? The The hitting rules are different than the NFL. And your contact with the ground is different than in the NFL. So, like, that's why you'll get certain certain methods where you would be like, oh, guy has great body control. And he gets a lead and can't catch the ball. You know what I'm saying? Or he can't complete a catch, or he can't work the sideline, so he takes certain routes out of his repertoire. And um, as we move into draft season, I definitely want to, like when we do our in-depth analysis or whatever, I really want to talk about the translating uh, types to how it translates to the NFL game and what things are just nonsense. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I I don't feel like that applies to Marvin Harrison Jr. I do believe he has actual great body control,
1: right? I, I think the body control thing it's silent, but it's also like the ability to catch the ball away from your body and to keep everything else in sync while you're doing that.
0: Now, and, and another part of that is catching the ball in traffic, which isn't a huge part of the college game. Um, depending on up. where you play. Yeah. Yeah. Depending on where you play. So I just, I think that's definitely going to be part of our draft analysis, but we have a long way to the draft. We have a whole playoff run. Yeah, we might be talking about the Falcons that pick 31 and 32, right? So, <laughs> Enjoys you guys today. Don't do that. Don't do that, man. Like, you got to have faith. You you were... You, you kill me sometimes. You know? <laughs> Fix your face. All right. <laughs>
1: this, this has been your boy Q-City. Your boy, Taj Bravado. We out. Peace.